0: I'm Commander Shepard, and BGS is my favorite radio show on the Citadel.
1: Here's Video Game sophistry. Street, your one-stop shop for video games, news, reviews, and time-wasting fun.
2: It is nearly that time again where Santa Claus comes down the chimney and gives little gifts to all the good boys and girls. And on the show today, we're going to talk about Some of the gifts you're likely to get if you are a little boy and girl. Who are we kidding? There's only men here and who are listening to us right now. Video Game sophistry, (laughs) Show about video games. uh, Hour-long program talking all about the latest and greatest. This week, it's all about the 2016 Game Awards. Happened earlier this week. It's essentially the Oscars for gaming if the Oscars were brought to you by, like, Duracell batteries.
3: No, or the Schick, uh, was it Schick laser? Uh, well, we're going to get
2: to that. Okay. We got, we got the Schick stuff. That yeah. interrupting voice you hear is uh, Professor Zach. He's here pretty often. Joined, of course, by the whole team. We got Liam Brand, Anton Mack, yo, Tom Th- Thomas on the <laughs> board. <laughs> How's everybody feeling? We got a chance to see some kind of new games. It's kind of exciting, you know, mini E3 kind of stuff.
3: I'm excited, upset, and sad.
4: Regular week. I have all of those emotions. <laughs>
2: I have all the, game the emotions.
0: Game Awards were pretty much what I was expecting, in yeah. a good and a bad way.
2: <laughs> so for those of you that are not aware, the Game Awards is something created by Jeff Keighley and kind of his cohorts. He's been a real figurehead in the video game industry for a really long time. He brings a little bit of um, legitimacy to it. He takes it very seriously, and he wants these games to be honored. And we all, before this award show decided to take a little bet.
0: Oh, whoa. Oh, this is so real.
2: (laughs) It is real. Thank you, disembodied voice from the award show. We took a bet. We looked at the nominees, and we tried to guess, to the best of our abilities, who would win. And later on the show, we're going to see who won. And the winner will actually be the host for the rest of the show. So kind of exciting. Are you guys excited about that?
1: I'm actually afraid I'm going to win now
2: you should be success is a tall master okay <laughs> silence <laughs> thanks everyone thanks for a harsh uh, Well, i think he's tall and scary so let's talk about the actual games that were there we all had a chance to see the show uh very very quickly guys you know what's the overall sentiment we're going to go more in depth in that later but you know overall sentiments what do what do you think
3: well, the awards show I think was really exciting for the games I was already excited about. Yeah. But in terms of you know uh, making me excited about upcoming games I hadn't really you know known or been
2: excited for previously, not great. No. So, didn't no. introduce some news. I, there were some some new titles there. Like we did get to see. Pray uh, maybe. Pray a little bit yeah. more. Um, the new Walking Dead. The, yeah. That's coming out soon. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And uh, a little sneak peek. But you'll address it later. It was
3: you know I was overpowered by the incredibly bad sense of every element of that yeah
2: we there's some really really bad things that happened in this award show that we here are pretty concerned about because this is like people will look at this in mainstream media and be like oh this is a game award show
3: and it just made me kind of realize for the first time maybe in my still somewhat young life that i think the the games industry and gaming in general is younger than me and it's not
2: for me as much anymore That's a scary thought. And it's something probably people start to realize that things are not geared towards us. So we're very old, but we have some young people here that felt the same way. So maybe, you know, we're just uh, he's an old soul sort of thing. Liam Brand, the youth here. Do you agree? Are you seeing? Oh
0: man, I was not enjoying anything other than just the games part of that. Okay, so (laughs) it's not just old
2: man Fanny (laughs) that has a problem here. Uh, I'm I'm one of the cynical teens, you know. (laughs) Oh man, (laughs) that's never happened before. (laughs) A generation of teenagers that were cynical. Whoa, I'm I'm just different, you know. (laughs) No, you're not. Okay, so let's go through some of these uh, games. There's tons of different categories. Let's start with what I think is. The most important category, best family game. <laughs> oh. No, we're going to go through a few <laughs> of these. Uh, the winner, Pokemon Go. Groan. Unsurprising. Pokemon Go won that. Best strategy game, Civilization Six. Yeah. Kind of crazy. I really like Total War Warhammer. We
3: yeah. played yeah. a lot of that game. I'm oh. always more of a Total War person. Than...
2: Can,
1: can I just say that out of all of the categories in the entire thing, that one was probably the most balanced. Any yeah. of those games could have won, and yeah. I would have been fine with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Banner
2: Saga 2 was in that yeah. one. Fire mm-hmm. Emblem Fates that people um, really like. So. XCOM was in that one, too. XCOM 2 yeah. is phenomenal. So that is an example of some great stuff. Best fighting game, Street Fighter. I assume if uh, the game has Street Fighter in the title, it's going to win. And
0: M5 was especially good. Had like a rocky launch, but yeah. like oh, incredible game. I love that game.
1: Well, it wasn't going to be Pokken Tournament. It's
2: what that a,
1: Whatever. It's a Pokemon fighting game. Pock it wasn't going to be that.
2: Do you know, I went? there's a great um, new place in Toronto called Poken Box, and you can get like sushi in a box. All right, what's the next category? Next category <laughs> is best RPG. The options there were Dark Souls 3, Deus Ex, uh, the Witcher 3 DLC, War, World of Warcraft, and uh, World of Warcraft Legion. The winner, Witcher 3. For Ooh. the second year in a row. <laughs> yeah. The DLC of it. that.
1: Yep. That's crazy that a DLC won.
2: That beat out Tyranny. The game that's probably my game of the year that I dream about every night. Was... Yeah, but
4: I'm going That's fair, yeah. I'm going to say, like, the Witcher DLC is basically its own full fledged
2: storyline yeah. and everything. No, it feels still, like its own it's game. Still it's a buddy great. cop
3: game with a vampire
2: friend. Yeah. It's great. Okay, when you sell it like that. All right. I'm <laughs> with you. Uh, best action adventure game. We had some great ones Dishonored 2, Hitman, Hyperlight Drifter, Ratchet and Clank, and Uncharted. Winner, Dishonored 2. A lot of big Dishonored 2 fans here. Actually, no, there isn't. We all Not kind one. Of... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Dishonored I thought Richard fan. was here. No, we didn't really like it.
1: I don't like Dishonored
2: okay. at all. Next up, <laughs> wow. uh, best action game. That was action-adventure. Again, what's the difference between action game and action-adventure? One has adventure.
0: Adventure's more like, yeah. It's <laughs> very true, Thomas.
2: <laughs> I don't know.
0: It has more like story elements. Action's just like best explosions. Well,
2: that's stupid. So best <laughs> action game, the winner there, best explosions doom was the big winner there i don't know that's yeah it's a pretty solid uh choice best vr game this is crazy it went to res infinite which almost made me vomit yeah no it's that, that was ridiculous Batman. remember at fan expo I, I really was, vomited on my shoes i was
4: actually telling thomas this on the way here where you finished it and you were like i feel sick yeah do we still have the video for that yeah. we do you can check it up uh
2: is that a metric online. of a
3: good vr game that you threw up I don't think I think it just needs to be a good no, game. I don't so know how it works. Good.
2: But we all played, or at least a few of us that were fortunate enough to come to my home, played Arkham VR. Whoa. And it was like the reason why I tell people to get VR is to play that game.
1: I don't think I've ever smiled so much in my life as when I was playing the Batman VR. <laughs> I was and legitimately I happy for 20 yet. minutes.
2: And he is a really like depressive person. It's so true. that means a lot. It yep. really does. Okay, let's go through this. Best mobile game. Obviously, Pokemon Go. Everyone and your mother played that game. Oh. Best indie game. Very surprising here. Well, I guess not surprising. Inside won, but over like the Witness or Stardew Valley. Mm. I'm
0: not surprised that it won because it's a phenomenal game. Yeah. But like everyone here, I think wanted uh, the Witness to win. I wanted right? the Witness to yeah. win.
4: Yeah, I wanted Hyperlight Drifter to win. I was okay with
2: Inside. I like okay, it great. It's yeah. good. I'm okay with Inside <laughs> too. But just... just Professor, I'm happy yeah. that you're good. Uh, I wanted, What was that one indie game that I played for a 100 years? Do was, you guys remember?
0: It was The Witness. That's it. That's it. No, what the was the one I made a 1,000
2: videos of and everyone really loved? It was my greatest moment. Uh, techo, techo, techno. Not Technomancer. We'll uh, think yeah. about it later. Games for <laughs> Impact went to That Dragon Cancer.
0: Very notable speech.
2: Yeah. Which, yeah, we're going to talk about later in the program. Great game, but 1979 Revolution was one of the best games I've played this year, along with Orwell, and we're going to talk about those later. They are different and exciting. Everything Kojima games aren't. Uh, Anyways, best performance. Oh, okay. We got to get through this. Uh, Went to Nolan North as Nathan Drake. And if you guys checked in Uncharted 4, if you checked out his speech, it was really, really impactful. He talked about the importance of game developers over himself. That's not something you'd necessarily hear at the Oscars. When Leo finally wins his Oscar to say, like, I really don't matter my performance. Mm -hmm. It has a lot more to do with things that The writers, the directors, the people that made that. Very, very unsuspecting.
1: And Nolan North has always been super down to earth like that. Very humble man.
2: Yeah. We all love Nolan North. Uh, Best music design. We only had one of us, I think, that got that one. Nobody did. No one did? (laughs) Okay, so the options were Battlefield 1, Doom, Inside, Res Infinite, or Thumper. Uh, I would definitely say Inside. That had like ethereal noise. It was really, really loud. I was going to
0: go with like um, Battlefield Battlefield. 1 because that soundtrack alone is just phenomenal. But like, Mm. and Battlefield games have always just had like the best Mm. sound design in general in terms of like effects.
2: Winner is Doom. Yeah. Played a lot of that. I don't remember. Maybe it's in terms of sound design, they're talking more just about weapon noises. Not
0: even. It was just like pew, pew, pew. And then like metal riffs. Yeah. And like the performance was just kind of a but, mediocre metal band
4: but is that because you played doom as an action game you weren't really listening for the sound design you kind of went into it thinking his ears oh, yeah. weren't closed yeah but at the I, same I time played. like there's there's different focuses right when you play something like transistor you're obviously listening to the music whereas you're playing mm-hmm. something like Zoom, doom you just shoot things
0: no I, i'm constantly just like blown away by the music and sound effects of battlefield one whenever i started up all right headphones. nerds we got to get on with this
2: <laughs> best art <laughs> all right. direction Outrage. uh very, uh, I didn't buy this at all, Inside 1. Yes, gorgeous. Over, over Firewatch or Abzu, which was the underwater game that made me cry. And talk any about that later. Pause
1: any moment of uh, Inside. All right. I, we, gotta, like... we
2: might have to pause some moments of William Brand oh, right, right now. The, the argument for
1: Inside was let's just make 3D limbo.
2: Best narrative. I hate you. <laughs> very, very surprising here. That went to Uncharted 4. That's not surprising. That's guys. not what surprising. Oh, got shut down right there. <laughs> Let's go to the next Actually, one. Actually, best... everyone
0: predicted that, including you. <laughs> I've made a mistake. Uh, best Game Direction,
2: which I don't really understand, went to Blizzard for Overwatch. Woo. Completely baffles me. And Adam. finally, we got to get through this. Game of the Year. This is what has been decided by industry vets. This is what has been decided by influencers, as Jeff, Ke- Jeff Keely said at the uh, Game Awards show. The best game that represents gamers is Overwatch.
1: Yes. Yeah. Woo!
2: That's
3: the, there you go. That's the moment <laughs> when we realize alright, games are not for our kind of
2: what, people you, anymore. Oh, <laughs> no, no, Okay, no, 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 Professor no, no, Fanny, no. I don't think you should ever say this is not for our kind of people. <laughs> our age of people. There we go. Right. Uh, yeah. Coming up next, we are going to be. Taking it to the next level. That was sick. You think you can go for a few more rounds? <laughs> yes, oh. indeed. Talking more about the Game Awards and where that moment came from here on VGS AM640. This is Chris Avalon from
3: OC Entertainment, and you're listening to VGS on Talk Radio AM 640.
2: Back here again, VGS, the video game show, joined, of course, by Zach Fanny, the brand man, Liam Brand, Anton, and Thomas. Every time, Liam, we start the show, you grab your microphone and make a god-awful noise that just... It was turned off. Yeah, well, it turned off a few people. Again, we're talking about the Game Awards. We just introduced you with all the winners uh, a lot of unexpected ones and there was also something that is a little bit surprising we made a bet about who would win uh, the most I guess estimations we ever got the the most correct answers and drum roll please Liam a two-way tie a two-way tie (laughs) it's me and Zach Ha.
0: No, it's me and Anton. All right,
2: Liam Brand, Anton Mack. Okay, high five moment. There we go. That works great for um, radio. So what did you guys win? Uh, What?
0: What did we win? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I guess Anton and I get to co-host the show now, and you're out of here, buddy. Go right ahead, we got guys. we got nine correct predictions each. Uh, Thomas closely behind with seven, and Andy only guessing half the categories still got four. Got to <laughs> give it to him. Zach was zero; he didn't try.
3: I got zero. I predicted The Witcher three for everything. It came out the year before. <laughs> well, that would mean you got one. Well, this this is pretty <laughs> no, funny. Pretty the original, <laughs>
2: because um, I really pushed all these guys to get this done. I, I reminded them five or six different times the importance of it. I wouldn't take no for an answer. And uh, ultimately, I failed you guys. So, very, very sorry about that. Yeah. And I'm that's ju- why
0: we're the new co hosts.
4: <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that um, Andy messaged me at an ungodly hour
2: in order to get this done. So, Not just you. Yeah. Everyone. I message yeah. everyone for it. So, let's look a little bit at um, some of the games that weren't included, real quick, at the Game Awards show. Because this is important. You know, a lot of people saw this award show and thought this represents the industry. For me, my biggest upset was that the game Tyranny, developed by Obsidian Entertainment, was not included. I talk about it a lot on the show. Zach and I got into almost tears reviewing it. It might have just been me. Yeah? You started and then I finished. That's there the way go. it always goes. So <laughs> I, I thought it was just an incredible game, and it wasn't even included for best RPG. That's insane. Obsidian Entertainment game. Yeah. Not included for Best RPG. So the
3: best writing I've seen in any game this year.
2: That's almost as insane as The Witness not being included as in Best Art Direction or Sound Design or something oh, yeah. like that. Liam, I know you were crazy about The Witness. You still talk oh, about it. I love
0: it. it. And, and yeah, absolutely. It's good that you bring up Sound Design because, like, I guess a little minor spoiler, but it uses that brilliantly as an element to some of its
2: puzzles. And that's kind of what a lot of these game um, nominees are missing. When they take one component and make it, kind of unify a general message. So in The Witness, that's a great example of the use sound in beautiful direction to make a story more clear. Mm -hmm. And the winner of that was Doom, right? Yeah. I don't think Doom did that. Doom did nothing. Man, the <laughs> shotgun reloading sound—best sound of 2016. <laughs> I'm telling you. What about you, Thomas? Is there any games that you thought like were just snubbed, just My some mine righteous snub? i was the thumbs. witness as well. Yeah, so you're, you're a big proponent of that, and that just nothing
1: game is just for art direction. Like that game was so like aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. and coherent. Like it all fit together seamlessly, and I think that should be a big component of what wins that category. So I think the fact that it wasn't even part of the category is kind of upsetting.
2: It is almost surprising. I, I wondered it's something that Zach touched on in segment one. Are we just like kind of out of the loop a little bit? We got a game show. We work really hard to make sure we know what people are talking about, but the things we like, are we are we, dare I say it old?
0: Not me. <laughs> I get roasted for being too young all the time. <laughs> no, but
2: you're an old soul. You're the same, you know, opinions as us. So that's a little bit surprising. Oh, there is a, a distinction
3: between what's really popular and what maybe is really good? If we if I can say that we're the
2: or we're you know, just idiots. There's yeah. also that idea. But more so, likely possible. What yeah. was
0: the game that the guy did uh, who, the guy who did Witness did before the Witness again? It was a braid. really braid. And yes. braid was hugely successful. Mm-hmm. It won a lot of awards too. So it, it, I don't know, it doesn't make sense that the Witness is just getting snubbed like
3: this. I think people just couldn't complete the puzzles.
2: I agree. And I think in Tyranny, they just couldn't handle being bad. Uh, Speaking of being bad, we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to come back and talk about how the Game Awards were real, real bad in some pretty important ways for this industry. Gonna be back right after this.
0: You're listening to VGS on Talk Radio, AM 640.
2: As you know, the 2016 Game Awards has completed. We got a chance to honor people in the industry who have done some incredible things. The technical achievements of Overwatch. It won big Game of the Year and just tons of awards. The performative beauty that we saw in Uncharted and the innovation that we got to see in games like Inside. It really did highlight some of the top-tier AAA talents that is available in the video game industry. And we also got stuff like this.
4: We gotta go. Hydrobot is gonna school me on how to protect my skin from irritation.
2: Yes, that was in an award show for video games. Literally a robot with a razor blade for a head and some awkward clunky dialogue about trying to protect your skin from irritation. Now there are moments like that Again and again and again in the award show, where we would honor and talk about how great and beautiful the video game industry can be, how it reaches forms of expression that some of the contemporary industries just can't. It's more interactive, it can help you role play and experience the world and people's pains and stories in much more effective ways. For example, one of the nominees for Best, uh, Most Impact, 1979, The Revolution. An incredible, incredible game in the vein of The Walking Dead and Telltale series that really showed you what it was like to be part of the Iranian Revolution. Something that Western audiences really didn't have many ideas about. And even if we did, it was more academic. This was the heart and soul. This taught me something way better than any podcast, teacher, or book ever could. Ultimately though, the real winner in that category, and I think almost the winner for the night, was Ryan Green from That Dragon Cancer. If you're not familiar with it, it's a game that um was created by Ryan and his wife that chronicled the final years, I guess, of their son that had cancer. And he got this award and got to speak about it.
5: You know, that dragon cancer exists because my wife Amy my children, Caleb, Isaac, Elijah, and Zoe, my business partner, Josh, our team, John, Brock, Ryan, Mike, and Chris, our friends who are at Ouya, Kelly, Julie, Bob, and Jared, our over 3,000 Kickstarter backers, Indie Fund, and this entire industry believed it should exist. Often in video games, we get to choose how we're seen our avatars and our tweets and the work that we do are all meant to portray the story that we want to tell the world about why our lives matter. But sometimes the story is written onto us or it's, it's told because of us or in spite of us and it reveals our, weakness, our weaknesses, our failures, our hopes and our fears.
2: So I think it deserves a moment just to consider that for people that denigrate this industry and what it can do. This is a game that provided catharsis not only for a family, but also for an audience that wouldn't really understand how to consume or even relate to that pain. It's a way to tell a story of a child from a child's eyes, more effective and visual and beautiful, I think, than any other form of media and this was followed by a talking robot razor blade now if you look at other award shows that celebrate art you look at the Oscars you look at the Emmys or anything in that vein you don't see floating Duracell bunnies talking about how great battery power is you don't see Full segments where someone from DreamWorks comes in to talk about how great DreamWorks' marketing plan is. It's separate. And I think no one wants the industry to go in the way it currently is. It started with the development of consumer Expos. You look at things like um, the great big expos for Apple and what that turned into. It was about kind of relating products and what the products offered. The Video Game Awards in many ways felt more like we're talking about a toaster than an important piece of art. And as long as we keep looking at this industry as products, as tools, as toys whose traits need to be compartmentalized instead of examined in the whole of what's being said, of what's being taught, of what's being lived. As long as we keep doing that, we're never going to be respected by the greater populace. And I think, moreover, we're always going to have winners that are based on mass appeal instead of critical success. How many times in the Oscars was a critical darling the real winner that 50% of populace never saw? How many times... In the Emmys was, or the Golden Globes for instance, a strange kind of show that for some reason was considered a comedy but really isn't, won the top award. It's criticized by maybe the mass public, but it's important because it was given the accolades it deserves. This show tried to give out accolades. We had Jeff Keely crying at the feet of his god king, Hideo Kojima, but that was undercut by more product placements and sponsorships and the continual examination of games as products instead of ways of seeing the world and experiencing it. This is something that you have to do as well. You have to make a decision to consume media in a way that is more congruent with your values. And in video games, I think it is more important than ever to go for the things that are difficult, that are different and that aren't created in multi-million dollar factories. There's a lot of great games coming out in the next year and we've made a lot of strides but eventually we all have to ask ourselves one question.
1: Right now.
2: Why are you yelling? You're very excited
5: about this project.
2: Why are you yelling? You're talking about a game you don't need to scream about how great it is to jump off a cliff. These are games. These are art. We're going to be right back.
0: You're listening to VGS on Talk Radio, AM 640.
2: Back here again on VGS, continuing our talk all about the Game Awards 2016. We talked about who won the values of um, having art that is given its due. And now it's time to go from that to some real high-art nonsense, in my estimation. Hideo Kojima, the mind behind Metal Gear and some other strange Japanese titles, was the hero, in many ways, of the Game Awards. Of course, I'm joined by Zach Liam, Anton, and Tomas. So, just before we get into exactly what we saw, fellows, what did you guys think? Just maybe, what would be one word that you could use to describe this trailer because it is it's an art piece it's important when these games come out one word can i use two no
1: but it was, there were two halves put a put a hyphen okay uh weird cool weird cool <laughs> weird cool
2: i'll give you guys two words if you really want to or to meaningless meaningless that's okay
1: that is technically two words uh
0: bizarre and intriguing
2: just do bizarre intriguing come on respect the rules oh anton <laughs> uh <laughs> Come back to me. Okay. <laughs> he, we chose Ah uh, uh, for Anton. <laughs> so this trailer, it opens up with uh, Guillermo del Toro, who, of course, is a director, not a video game actor or a voice actor. Yeah. that just looks exactly like Guillermo. You remember him? He made Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, what's another thing there? Pacific, Pacific Hellboy. Hellboy? I was behind it. Both movies. Oh, I did not like Pan's Labyrinth. That terrified me. <laughs> so did Anyways. You not like it Robot you
0: fighting. <laughs> Movie. Pacific Rim.
2: Pacific Room, great movie. Yeah, That's an incredible title. Okay, so he's walking in this uh, dystopic-looking muddy place. He's holding a little Pokemon egg, it looks like. Goes up against the wall. On the bridge above him, of course, we see a tank that looks like it has veins and kind of uh, tubes coming out of it. It actually reminded me of the sure-to-be-a-classic movie coming up called Monster Truck, where it's a truck that has a monster inside. Really reminded me of that. Anyways, so he uh, gets a little afraid, starts rubbing the Pokemon egg, and this weird baby lights up and starts opening its eyes in the egg. Goes inside a dark tunnel. We see a soldier with some tubes attached to some zombie soldiers. The main soldier takes off his mask. We see that it's Mads Mickelson with dark eyes, basically the same villain as uh, Doctor, movie? Strange. Doctor Strange. And the mask thing disintegrates. He gets a weird look in his face looks up trailer done
1: that was the part where it got cool
0: (laughs) yeah because it's like okay and
2: it said death stranding at that point and almost immediately hundreds of thousands if not millions of poor deluded souls went to the internet (laughs) saying they've just seen the new 1984 apple commercial which i think is a very apt (laughs) analogy completely meaningless and to support a megalomaniac liam brand I absolutely loved it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I ate it up, like totally. And I still stand by it, the fact that it's awesome. And that is just like everything that Hideo Kojima is, uh, has done with the Metal Gear Solid series uh, before now, but finally getting a fresh start to reintroduce this new universe, this new story, the, these new characters, without having to play eight previous games to get a full understanding of it and what i was saying earlier when we were having this uh discussion is that oh we yelled a lot (laughs) and it's uh the fact that i am able to watch this trailer and go i have no clue what's going on but i just knowing hideo kojima i know it's just all gonna come together beautifully and i'm gonna have that oh crap moment
2: (laughs) okay so just as you're saying that zach's head began to shake Faster and faster, and his <laughs> pale shade of – his pallor got redder and redder. It's kind of violent. Uh, Professor Z, as he lets well, every, me go. Everything called, you
3: just said is the reason why I hated the trailer. It gestures towards <laughs> meaning
2: while remaining completely meaningless. So th- – Those are hefty – so hold on. Let's d- deconstruct that a little bit. It gestures towards meaning while it's meaningless. Yes.
3: I posed the challenge to, to you, Liam, and we had some trouble thinking of one. But in every great game, you are impacted by its narrative, its dramatic stakes, the characters you love. And even in a game like Metal Gear Solid Five, it's kind of tough to think of a core theme and a very nuanced thematic statement the game is making about that theme. And it seems like that's another hallmark in this trailer.
2: Oh, his finger's up, he wants to to get in on that.
0: Well, I I think there are just a lot of uh, really powerful themes that even come through in uh, The Phantom Pain, such as, like, loss, blind revenge, and, like, you know, language and literature and the importance of uh, the manipulation of uh, such, like, language and history.
2: Was that Uh, the quiet shower scene you're talking about?
0: (laughs) Yes, all those things came through in that (laughs) wonderful scene. Hideo Kojima
2: is a rampant sexist and he should be ashamed. Continue. Wow.
0: Um no comment. <laughs> Actually uh, like yeah, mild agreements. <laughs> well they, they
3: that's what I mean. They have it's kind of like, you know, someone who went through a high school philosophy course and is like reading Orwell for the first time. It's like, yes, there are comments and there's the textures of uh you know, commenting on our relationship to technology, on loss and trauma, but you're never made made to feel those stakes or feel those moments. It's always like, oh, here's a Moby Dick reference and the game ended up being about language, oh, aren't we so smart?
2: But here's here's a question though. <laughs> I, I shoot this to you, Zach, because one of our favorite films, because we also talk a lot about film in the last few years, was Noah. Yeah. And if you remember the trailers and how they advertised Noah, there was a lot of examination of just great moments and themes. We didn't see a lot. No. So to be fair, if you look at some of the original, the the beginning Aronofsky stuff. It reminded me a lot, even like tonally, of what we saw of Death Stranding. Not nearly as strange. Right. But still maybe it's possible that he's just kind of wetting our appetite for something a little bit.
3: Yeah, and of course, I might have to eat my words because this is a, a trailer a for a game that's, you know, not going to be coming out anytime soon. But even in the basics of a of a trailer logic where you have cause-effect storytelling, here's what's motivating our characters, here's what's happening, here's the challenge set before them. None of that's in this trailer. It's all the kind of, you know pregnant looks that are given to the camera where he rubs this glowing baby but you have no reason uh, no idea why he's doing this exactly it's no, it, the intrigue it, it's commodifying strangeness and weirdness for its own sake which means that you're disappearing up your own
2: behind
1: yeah. i wouldn't i would like to say this is just a trailer you know the deeper meaning of the game isn't going to be shown in the trailer but
2: a lot of people are really loving this already and hailing into something yeah. so beautiful because and
0: great. Because th- there's something special about a, a Hideo Kojima game. If any other game would were to do this it could be, yeah, this is like a load of poop but we know, like, he has that glowing reputation behind him that we know this can be bizarre and have faith that it'll come together.
2: Isn't that kind of a bad thing though? That in order for people to really appreciate and see the beauty and the art and kind of attribute all these big words, this high art stuff to a trailer... It's because you know the guy who's making it is going to do a good job. Shouldn't the trailer kind of influence you in a way that should say, oh, wow, I think this is going to be a good game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anton,
0: Circumstantial.
4: It's on final word. Anton, final word. <laughs> oh, final word. Um. So I'm not like <laughs> these guys who are super into it or like, you know, on one side of the corner or the other, but I think it is, it looks super mysterious. It looks like there is a lot more to it and with that uh, the idea that it's Hideo Kojima it's kind of like when you watch a basketball game and you see LeBron James you expect greatness it's kind of the same thing with Hideo Kojima oh, I do not think that is
2: LeBron worthy alright what do you guys think <laughs> if you're watching right now on YouTube or of course listening send us a message uh, you can check out the trailer on video games office tree on uh, YouTube yeah gotta take a quick break now we're shifting gears a little bit something else a game that might also fail us in the future Got to find out. Coming up. VGS back here again. Continuing our talk all about the Game Awards. We just finished yelling at each other about Death Stranding. Andy, Zach, Liam, Anton, and Tom is here. I think we can all agree that uh, Andy was right. Uh, next up, though was a game that uh, my sentiments might not be correct on. I think there might be some uh, division in the ranks here. Mass That's, Effect. Uh, oh, we did the same time. <laughs> Twinsies. Mass Effect Andromeda, How Dare You Take My Thunder, was announced by Aaron Flynn, and we got to see real gameplay. Woo! Liam, you really said this exciting. beforehand. Uh, they should have shown this, like, years ago.
0: Or should have just waited till now to announce the game. Like, I my hype is just killed. Like, I I, I remember a time where I would have, like, off the wall about this gameplay and now I'm like okay finally like.
2: yeah back when he was 12 uh, Zach <laughs> take us back through not take us back show us exactly what with, happened in the trailer with these great words that you've worked so hard on cultivating oh thanks
3: well it's really interesting because we actually really we're, we're <laughs> able no but uh, you know so far it's, it has been disappointing because we've seen some beautiful concept art Um, some vistas and whatnot, but now we finally see those vistas and ecosystems actualized Mm -hmm. in a game environment that you can walk around and live in. So now we feel like we have a living, breathing mass effect universe that looks dangerous and new from what we've seen before um, so it very much cultivates that frontier aesthetic right we get the most isolated type of you know trading post cantina thing that you're walking around you get a sense that there's a lot of different individual characters to interact with we interact with some kind of you know the Arya talok equivalent
2: yeah so yeah. we got to see a dialogue wheel
3: yeah, the dialogue wheel's up and running. You can scan and collect mm-hmm. resources.
2: You can explore on the Mako, the open world. Before we get to that, because yeah. that's a big thing that we should should discuss, we saw some people that will be your squad mates. We have a female right. Turian, this badass-looking Krogan with bones everywhere, and someone who will have an interaction with, like the Arya Talog character, right? And a female rider, which is pretty cool. Female yeah. protagonist. Um, what do you guys think about this new interpretation of... The squad, because for me, I really love the idea that it had that sense of familiarity, but just different enough to really, really appeal to me. We got, like I said before, the Krogan had bones coming out of his armor. It implies that there's some, like you said, this frontier atmosphere, things like that. So, um, yeah, w- what do you guys think?
0: Whew. Uh, Anton, <laughs> your thoughts?
2: My
4: thoughts. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this, but. Um I don't know I wish there was more drastically different party members like I like I understand what what you mean by the sense of familiarity and you know kind of that I guess parallel between our old party members from the last games to now but I wish we had drastically different characters because, Just new species? Yeah well not not even just new species just like you know the whole like war krogan thing has been overplayed and then the badass um what is it again Oh Anton you're killing me why? <laughs> like I just I'm not a fan of just the same Sorry. cliches that we that we've seen in but the last. But it's not. It,
2: we have. A, first of all, there hasn't really been a female Turian that we've seen in the game. Yeah, before. but apparently this race never did that. And, uh, you know, this Krogan does look a little different. Are you, like, are you just thinking that maybe they need completely new party members or I, I both of all I think I just,
4: different uh, different personalities and different styles to them because, once again, like, we just have another war Krogan and then we have another badass Turian. Like, I want something different. Like, I want a timid Turian who is scared of everything and I want a Krogan who These loves These are everything. warriors
2: on the frontier. We're not doing, like, a friends reunion here. You understand?
0: <laughs> no, but you, you did get, like, a very diverse uh, range of personalities types with the past uh, games like you know uh, everybody's favorite character Morden, was just a a big nerd
2: you know (laughs) well again this is just the introduction to it so we we haven't really seen a lot Um, we go from that to the combat and the actual you know we'll go combat first Uh, Zach it's a
3: lot of the same things you've seen before so you have the biotic powers Uh, interestingly enough this time you're not going to choose a class, you're going to power up, you mm-hmm. know, all these different powers the way you want to, you can reuse your points so you can actually Kind of a narrow down on a skill set as as you play a lot of bit, a lot of more vertical movement like not mm. a, not as much combat based shooting mechanics that we've seen before so it's very slick very fast but it feels you know more like a Titanfall it you know feels third person a Titanfall lot
2: type of thing. like Titanfall from yeah. what we were doing you're
3: jetting like, around you're jumping around you have mm. biotic shields you can use some of the same uh, weapon upgrades that you've used before a lot of different chaos looks very epic but it will not be as strategic I think as we well, used to
2: they. Cl- that there will be some strategic elements, but from what we Maybe. saw, it was just a lot of explosions. They went from Bionics out of the hand, right. electricity out of the hand, fire out of the hands, yeah. warping kind of a, to different heights. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. The one great thing it kind of reminded me of—you think of uh, where you went in the Mako and Mass Effect One to where you're going now. It's kind of like they took the planets from No Man's Sky and just I had that said, too. "Yeah, it's just these really off-center, off-contrast colors that were meant to seem alien." Wondering if that's going to get lazy. Uh, We do have to get out of here real quick. Only so much time in an hour. Keep watching us online. Final thoughts, Liam Brand.
0: Ooh, uh, very, very intriguing. A lot of uh, depth to the worlds, but I'm just kind of concerned about how uh, deep it actually does go.
2: The puddle may be shallow. We're going to find out later this year, hopefully. Going to be back with a quick goodbye after this. big thank you to everyone that took part in this program. It was a little bit difficult. We had some technical problems, but we got through it. Uh, I think, firstly, we have to thank Thomas Hyde. Hey, Ladies Thomas! Thomas. <laughs> you know, we set him up to fail, and he did not meet our expectations. He did not fail. Uh, of course, <laughs> Professor Z, thank you. Liam Brand, Anton. You're welcome. Tons of fun games, you know, that we are talking about this year, 2016. You know, Maybe next week or the week after, we're going to talk about Wow, this has been a pretty good year for games. I'm quitting my job in 2017. <laughs> Unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> Just want you guys to know. a uh, big thank you again to everyone who's watching. Head online and you can see the uncut, longer version of the show, video game sophistry on YouTube, on the Facebooks. If you want some great gaming stuff, Liam Brand is killing it. Woo! Despite his subpar views on gaming, he's actually doing a really great job on social media. <laughs> wow. And uh, keep following us for our Final Fantasy stuff. And play games. Play good games. Everyone, final goodbyes.
1: Goodbye. See everyone. Goodbye.
2: I like Pokemon. Without a doubt, the worst episode ever. Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes
4: registering my disgust throughout the world.